You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Weepa! Let's do it up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders Undercover Capes. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Now, we had an awesome independent filmmaker last time. So guess what? I'm keeping on that theme with yet another awesome independent movie creator. My man is kicking ass. He got some stuff out there. Let me introduce to you. My man is going to be killing it on the independent circuit and a whole lot more of get to sepa, all right? The one and only Lorenzo Benitez, along with his big homie right here, Zach Benedict. What up, fellas? How y'all doing? We're doing good, Al. Great to be here. Hey, man, I, I, I'm pumped up, man. We're able to talk to you guys. I was peeping your film, man. Let me tell you, I felt as locked up as homie. And I've been working remotely for years, but I mean, that, that that's some truth you caught up in this film. I even was fucking dying at the scene with the poor delivery guy. I've done that to homies. Throw him, I get out. Um, so, bro, again, thank you guys for coming on, taking a little bit of time out of your day from being creative just to chit-chat with me. So, with that, Lorenzo, Zach, what up? We're doing great, man. We're we're just uh we're hanging out. We're hanging in our, our studio, which is just my house. <laughs> where's, the, where, where's the studio at? Where y'all guys calling from right now? His apartment. <laughs> we're over in uh, we're over in Brooklyn, in New York. So oh man, I'm I'm an OG Brooklyn knife from Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Where pal? Where, where you guys at in Brooklyn? We're uh, East Williamsburg. Yeah. You you can't throw a stone here without hitting a filmmaker. So East Williamsburg, bro. Yeah, man. I was hanging out at CYN Lounge all the time on Bedford back in the day. Mm. Yeah, bro. So Very yeah, cool. man. I I know that area, bro. I, I was going to that pizzeria with the dude that really sounds like Mario from the from the video game. Every time I would go in there at two o'clock in the morning, he's talking about how many slices you will want, one or two. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking with me or am I that drunk? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so talk about yourself. So first, Lorenzo, man, uh, like where are you originally from? Man? And, and give me a little bit of your origin story. How you kind of, what was your first bite of fandom and, and what led you onto your journey to, to do what you do? So uh, I'm originally from the Philippines, actually, and I moved to the States about five years ago. When I Five years ago? Nice, yeah. bro. Welcome to America. You landed when it was been a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one way of putting it. Yeah, came here. I uh, I went to school with Zach, actually, and um, for the first few years, we Where? did Where? We went to Cornell, upstate. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then uh, when we were there, we didn't really do anything for the first couple of years together. Yeah, but... we were like neighbors sophomore year because we both transferred in. Mm-hmm. So that was how we became friends, mm-hmm. just by right, so, chance. So Zach is jumping in too. So, all right, so you said y'all both met, got there. So where you come from, Zach? Um, well, I'm from uh, Manhattan, New York. Both my parents are uh, from the Bronx, and my grandparents uh, immigrated here from Europe. Uh, and I basically just, you know, grew up in the city, went to high school around here. Um, and then what's the high school, man? I went to Van Osdale in Brooklyn, which is in Williamsburg. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) I went to Eleanor Roosevelt High School in Manhattan. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, it was uh, honestly it was like four blocks away from my house. That was why that was my number one reason for going. Uh, yeah, me next too, week. man. Van Arsdale was walking distance, and, and thank God I went there because had I gone to Grover Cleveland in Queens with the rest of my friends, I probably would have been a dropout like them. <laughs> I got <laughs> yeah, into too much trouble, you know, in New York. So Lorenzo, back back to you. So what? So what are with you? So your journey, you came in five years ago. You're mm-hmm. doing your thing. You met Zach. So what's popping from there? Well, towards the end of college, we made our first film together because I thought, like, oh, like we're about to graduate. We may as well use this window to collaborate. But that actually wasn't our last collaboration. We've made um, probably since then like three films together. I think, yeah, yeah, Me. yeah. Of which Me. this is the one we're which uh, this, this latest, is the third one, right? Yeah, the yeah. one that we're showing now, Crazy Hat Fridays, is the third um, of those. Amazing. So talk about that. Talk about that. So I want to know first, what got you into this type of journey, Lorenzo? What, what was it that kind? What was the bug that bit you? What was that stinger that said, "Toma, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life"? What inspired you? Uh, I got into filmmaking, I guess, because I thought it wasn't as boring as writing. <laughs> but that's the <laughs> that's the thing that, like, uh, like I, I always thought I was like a creative person, but then like okay. I decided that. Films were my thing. And then even more specifically, uh, comedy, which I've been doing with Zach as of late, are like I used to make a lot of like serious movies before instead that were about serious topics, especially did, documentaries. Did but you do I, them in the Philippines? So did you, you know, did, were you doing it in the Philippines as well before you came to the States? No, I, I yeah, some one of my films was shot in the Philippines, some were shot in the States as well. So where in the Philippines are you from, man? Shout out your pueblo. Come on. Manila, actually. Manila, Wait, yeah. Nice. I'm from Metro Manila, the old, the big smoke back there. <laughs> the so. big smoke. Why do they call it the big smoke? Everybody's blunted. What? What is it? <laughs> no, it's just it's just a big city over there. That's why. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's uh, twenty million people all crammed together in one place. So just like Manhattan, don't you love it? Yeah, yeah. The Philipp- the Manila is a good preparation for for New York. That's for sure. <laughs> if you want to, you know, wave your fist at the, another driver. Oh, great, awesome. man! Be that old man with my white beard doing this is not a good look. You know, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I did at first, and yeah, I've been making comedy Zach for the past few years. Nice. So but what was the bug that bit you? When did you know you wanted to do this? Uh, probably, probably like 10 years ago at this point, because I'm currently 25, so when I was 15 years oh, old. Oh, you're a young n- motherfucker, yo, look, check you out, son, damn. Yeah. You're almost half, almost half my age, thank God, almost. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, kiddo, I'm proud of you, look, that's awesome. So talk about that. So 15 years old, you've been inspired to do this, that's really amazing. Yeah. What was the first film you saw that got you into it? It wasn't actually watching films. It was making them. I was, I was making really really? culture. <laughs> oh, really? So you weren't watching stuff. You were just like, yo, I want to make something fun. How, all right. So then let me ask this question. Who put that first camera in your hand? Huh? Mm, my friend, I guess. Oh, I started doing this uh, short film where I was supposed to act and my friend was supposed to direct. And as we made it uh, and time went on, we kind of like swapped roles where I started being behind the camera more. And he ended up like being more in front of camera. And then I realized you're more of an actor than I am. So let's switch. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I realized I didn't really have time for the acting part. I think because I was also into like photography and theater and a bit of writing as well. Like all these different aspects get combined together uh, when you work in film. 
And even though acting is one thing, and no, no offense to those who do it, it was it was less interesting to me than being behind the camera. So well, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Film is, filmmaking is more of like the holistic process because you know you were involved with not just the like the writing and the acting, which I was involved in a little bit, but you also did like the color correction. So you were looking at like colors and, and framing of things. You were also like, you know, even though you didn't score it, you were talking to the guy who did. So I feel like, cause you also do music stuff. Uh, his DJ name is uh, old Testament. Uh, I didn't know you were going to talk about Oh yes, we are. Well, relevant. You know, Lorenzo kind of uh, is a Jack of all trades. And so I feel like it is, it does make sense that you're a filmmaker because it allows you to do, you know, all those things at once. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yo, Indeed. brother, I, I live by that testament as well. Jack of all. I really love to learn as much as I can, not to be a pro, a pro but to be proficient mm-hmm. enough that I could handle it. Like, if, if somebody tried to challenge me, I will definitely be up to the task. Like, you don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? I love it. So Zach, a bit about you, man. So so you said Manhattan. You know, how, what was your creative bug? What were your inspirations? How'd you get into this whole business? Um, well, I think it really started when I was a little kid when my younger brother was born. Um, because I definitely like spent most of my time growing up like entertaining him. Um, just because like my grandparents would babysit us, and you know they would take us out to do fun stuff, but they were also just you know. They were like European immigrants. So they would kind of be like, oh, Power Ranger, very cool. And then like that would be the end of it. Where from in like, Europe, though? Do you know? Uh, Hungary and Poland. Okay, nice. But did it's you like, do a 23 and me? <laughs> uh, no, I just know that. because <laughs> uh, oh, Nice, nice. Yeah, because I've got a lot of relatives that are from Hungary, and they all talk, they all talk like the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, I understand now. Yeah. Oh, Zachary. Ah, ah, that's <laughs> basically anybody from Hungary talks like that. It's a Transylvanian that's... accent. But yeah, like. <laughs> but yeah, so you we um basically my brother and I have always been like, you know, making up characters and doing stuff like that. And then in school, um, I actually was in like school plays and um you know, like shit from Shakespeare to musicals and stuff like that. And then going on into high school, I did drama club and then I was in a uh, comedy group in college. And so it was always just kind of like something, something that I did, you know, in addition to whatever else I was doing. And then like senior year being able to actually do a film with Lorenzo. Like there's actually, you're forgetting we, we did, we briefly did uh Sunday together. That was our, our first official collaboration. Sunday. What's that? Well, it was, it was like a really short film that um one of has not seen the light of day. And yeah, probably <laughs> won't. it was, it was not the best, but it, like it, it kind of prompted us to be like, you know, more than just like party friends that we would just hang out and just do those kinds of things together, but also just more of in a creative capacity um, and then after doing that first film, it was like an eye opener for me that I think we work really well together when it comes nice. to the style in which Lorenzo shoots films and the way that like I act in films and how I like portray certain characters. Um, and I think that that's been a really fun uh, part of the process for a lot of this because 
I think everything that we've done up until this point and most of what we will do going forward has like the involvement of this one central character, Frank, who just like he's all kinds of stuff happens to him. And it's not necessarily like, you know, the Frank cinematic universe or anything. It's not all connected per se, but you know, we do try and place a very specific kind of dude in certain kind of situations to try and get people to like, you know, if they're not, if they're laughing at the character, maybe they're not relating to the character. They might relate to the situation that he's in. Cause I think, you know, while Frank is definitely an exaggeration of a lot of different things, I think we put like all of our, both of our like, you know, embarrassing faults and traits into (laughs) Frank and accentuate it as much as possible for comedic effect. So what's the inspiration behind that character then? What, where do you dig in? Well, I think it's mostly because I think honestly, if I'm being honest, I think it stemmed from when we would first like go out to parties and such. Cause you know, like I would, I would kind of, act like an idiot when we would go out and kind of pretend to be this person that I was not just because, you know, it'd be like you go to some fraternity party and you're like, ah, I'm never going to see these people again. Might as well, like, you know, have a little fun. For- hey, bro, I work with Elon, yo. Why? I launched that rocket. I, I, was, right. I lit the fuse. <laughs> or, yeah, or just like, or just walk up there and be like, yeah, I know Josh. And they're like, what? Who's? And they're, you know, there's some Joshes there. They're like, ah! I know every goddamn Josh. Like fifty of them in this in this show. Exactly. (laughs) So you know, it's like doing those. I feel like you know. Then just a bunch of other situations like that, where it's just like not just me acting like an idiot, but also you know, Lorenzo and our other friends just kind of like like doing an impersonation of me, like as that you know character that was fucking with people, and then you know it kind of became its own thing where we just kind of do this voice where it's like in remember the lobster specifically, I do this voice, (laughs) my impression of Lorenzo's impression of me. And (laughs) and we've ditched the voice uh, in our later ones, but we've retained the core aspects of the character, which is just kind of like this. uh, I don't know if you'd even call him a lovable idiot because sometimes you kind of hate him, but you also, he also, Okay, I got the perfect words for you. One of my one of my friends called me this one day, and I just I really just burst into laughter because we were at a convention, right? We were brought to interview someone. There was this person standing in front of the table, so I pleasantly asked them to move. But I was, you know, in my New York accent, which doesn't sound pleasant, you know. What I mean, I asked them to move. Uh, my friend then looks down at another table and says, like, yo, I'm a fan of that actor. Where is he? Oh, your friend was the pleasant asshole that just asked him to move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, homie. I didn't mean it. I'm here for business. So <laughs> being called the pleasant asshole is something. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I, I, you know, I feel like, you know, we definitely have some of ourselves in Frank and maybe like, even if you definitely are diametrically opposed to 95% of everything that Frank is, maybe you get like one moment or situation where you're like, just even if it's really small, if you can make that connection, I feel like that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a pretty 
philosophical description of a character who I just thought was kind of looked like uh, the fun idiot who it's funny to see suffer misfortune. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's essentially what it is, right? You know, if you get, I feel like that's like kind of the the baseline for it, you know, because some people, most people are not going to go that deep on it. But like, at the very least, what you'll take away from it is he's kind of like, you know, the clown that kind of slips on the banana peel and, and, you know, I don't want to give anything away in the... No, but what attracted to, you that, to that, Lorenzo, to do that type of story? What, what, why that narrative in, in, in your, you know, creativity? Uh, to be perfectly honest, it's a bit more autobiographical than I care to admit. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the circumstances of Crazy Hat Friday up until the character dying are all, all kind of uh, kind of true. I worked, uh, I worked a similar job that required me to pitch... Uh, like do pitch meetings and there was crazy hat Friday and it was actually in the early in the pandemic a couple of months into it when I was wearing um I was wearing a crate on my head for crazy hat Friday in my office and <laughs> I was like people in my in my office would laugh a lot at was it was filtered sorry was it filtered at least oh yeah yeah it was, yeah, it was there, were, there were holes in the crate <laughs> there was yeah it wasn't like gonna suffocate me just yet but it started to hurt my head because it's not crates aren't supposed to be worn on your head anyway. Really? Then, well, obviously, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> well, I was there. I was thinking, like my coworkers are laughing, and I thought to myself, they don't realize how much uh, it hurts to actually wear this. What if I just died on this on this Zoom call? And then uh, that prompted the the idea of like, what if something ridiculous happened uh, on the on these Zoom calls, uh, and that's that's what led to the whole story for this. So, and it's crazy because the the in the film itself, there are certain moments where you know Frank is on the job, and there are calls. You know, on the calls, Frank is saying stuff. His coworkers and his boss are saying things, and I Lorenzo wrote those things, but I can also say from experience, like from listening to him be on those calls, like we were. Uh, doing some delivery job for our friend's brother. And so, while we were waiting for the packages, he like is on this call at work. And it's literally, some of the dialogue is almost word for word. Like <laughs> in, in terms of just like the condescension, the apathy. And, you know, I feel like, you know, Lorenzo knew that it was not, you know, it was a contract job. So it would have been up. I feel like it was more permanent. It would have been a little more like, you know, doom and gloom, but we both just started laughing because that he was on sure. mute and that, you know, they were just kind of being so ridiculous and taking this, this thing so seriously. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I love it. I love it. So if people wanted to tune into this film, like where, where are we going, man? What we got to look at? You got to go to Benedict.tv. It will be right there. So what's yeah. Benedict? That's my last name. So that's what it is. What's the dot TV? Talk to me, man. Is that a production company that you're trying to build out of this mofo too? What's popping? Yeah. So we actually, um, after we made Remember the Lobster, our first, film. our first film, Remember um, the Lobster, poor guy, Vendito. <laughs> um, after we made, did he that, taste? We, wait, I gotta ask. Did, did, yeah. did, did it taste good? Did it taste good? Let me not. No, there were no live animals used in the filming of that. Don't get me on our ass, bro. Come on. I ain't fucking with. <laughs> Peter, ain't only, a, the, the only Peter I know is Peter bread. Tastes good with a gyro. Delicious. Yeah, the only lobster that was in there was just like in the tank somewhere. Um, no, uh, no animals yeah. were murdered as part of that production. But we made one film together, and then afterwards we wanted to make a few more. 
And so we came up with uh, this, uh, we call it a content factory. No, it's, a, it's, eggs, it's called, the full name is Eggs Benedict Phase Shift Culture Factory. God damn, it's, that's a long ass name. Yeah, I love it. We, we know it's ridiculous. We kind of like, we, we had to put it under some umbrella anyway. So instead of like trying to be serious and coming off as pretentious, we decided to just lean into being pretentious fully <laughs> and just, you know, make it as ridiculous as possible. Because, you know, yeah, how many times have you been followed by someone who has their name on Instagram and it's like successful or millions with a dollar yeah. sign? And they're like, listen, man, you're doing great out there. I bet you could do even better. And they start using things like grind set and, you know, yeah. like things like you know that. You what murders me? The motherfuckers that give me that when I look, go look at their following, they're like 200 followers. I'm like, all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's just this like, and not just with like finance shit, but just like fake motivational content that you yeah. see all over the place. I actually and- just saw some. Well, there's some horror show on uh, Netflix called Bloodlines, kind of like a UK based like Twilight Zone type of shit. And they have a story like that on, on the elaboration of, of social media, which is funny. Uh, some lady is telling chicks how to look until the mom shows the kiddos like, "Yo, this is how this chick really looks." All right, so why are you listening to her? Exactly. You know, it's funny. I feel like these things have always existed in these big like cult leaders and stuff. But then, oh, you've yeah. got these, but then in social media, you almost have these even smaller spheres where people are, you know, pretending cult to know what they do. Or you got people that are saying like, you know, um, oh, man, I'm going to be this. I'm going to make a movie with The Rock and everything. And it's yeah, like, right? dude, you need to make a movie, period. Before you, uh, but you know what, though? I would believe them if they made a movie with The Rock because if they actually bring in an actual rock, they've made a movie <laughs> with The Rock. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? That'd be something. But yeah, you know, I feel false like, advertising, you know, but hey. So <laughs> I feel like a lot of times like we're making like the the social media aspect of the production company is just kind of like pretending to be focused on more on the success than actually like making good films. We're and very like, good self-promoters because we let the promotion outrun the actual things to promote. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how do you navigate that journey? How do you even navigate haters on that journey if you've encountered those? I doubt it though cuz you guys are productive but there's always an asshole. Oh, I was going to say I doubt it because we're a bit too small. Like, you know, we, oh, really? we have to get like, you know, we probably have Come to be on, a man. little more visible. Say it with me. We're going to be the best in the world. Just say it with me. Speak it onto the world. We're going to, you know, we're going to be the best we can be. I don't, exactly. don't need to be the best in the world. Just the best and, we can be, man. I want you to be in the world. Come on, guys. Young comic can say it. I want you to be the best. Young Come on, Zach. Be the best. No, you're, you're the best. Say you want to be the best in the world, Lorenzo. Say it, bro. Say Speak it. We're, speak it onto the, the world. world Look, put it to you this way. You ask my mom, I'm already the best in the world. So Hey, always mama. <laughs> Don't you love moms? Yo, that's the one thing about moms. It was moms that took me to my to my fandom and geekdom, buying me comic books that I shouldn't have been reading at my age. Oh, that's like that. funny because my mom took mine away. And I remember the specific <laughs> issue, too. What, 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 please tell me. I'm curious. It was now. Secret Invasion when... They were talking about the Human Torch, not the Fantastic Four one, the OG Android one. Yeah, Toro. Yeah, Toro. Yeah, well, no, Toro was a sidekick. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, the OG, yeah, the OG. You know, John, what was it, John, Jim, Jim? He was the guy who was the Android. Yeah. And it was like, she saw something where it was like his head hooked up to a bunch of things. And she opened it up. She's like, what is this? She flipped and saw it. It was rated T+. 
and was like, no, 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 and took it away from me. And oh, so okay. then next every time me and my brother would get comic books, we always had to like, you know, hide it under like a uh, Spider-Man for kids or like a Sonic the Hedgehog to be like, look, see, it's age appropriate. Oh my God. Yo, Lorenzo, did you have, were you into comics when, when, when you were in the Philippines at all? No, not really myself. I was, uh, I was very uncultured growing up to be perfectly honest. I don't think I had much of a taste by way of film. So nothing, so, so you didn't, you weren't a, a TV fan, a comic book fan, nothing, gaming, nothing? I played a lot of video games. I feel growing up. So what was your joint then in video gaming? Oh, I really liked I really liked strategy games. Actually, I was really oh. into like uh, real time and turn based strategy, but also some like first person adventure he, games. He's stuff. a chess player, folks. Don't fuck with Lorenzo. He's, he's, <laughs> That's he's really check, funny because he's gonna he check me live in with one of our friends who is a chess player, and, and I always lose chess. I'm not that good, <laughs> Al. I'm not that good. I appreciate. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to hype you up, man. I mean, you know what? If I'm there to cheerlead you, that'll be the day you're going to beat that person's ass. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, right. Hey, that, that would be... If you, if you ever beat Carl, like, actually, I will treat you to dinner. I, I'm. <laughs> that would be, like, that would be an occasion. Carl, Carl, Lorenzo challenges you here on this podcast. He's going to beat your ass. And <laughs> Zach is going to buy him the dinner. Yo, Lorenzo. Oh, I'll buy you a steak dinner. You're, you're in Brooklyn. Not just let him pick. Look, he's trying to tell you what to eat, Lorenzo. <laughs> what, what what would you really get given the opportunity to eat anything you want? If I could eat anything, I yeah. Want. If, I, if, I, if you yeah. beat Carl and I buy you a meal, what do you get? Anything, anything. Yeah, you make him spend because he's talking shit here about. If, yeah, if you I'm beat talking him. a lot like, of he, shit. I don't like, think like, do like he's really. Yeah, look at that. He's telling you you can't do it. Holy oh, shit! Dude, what, yeah, you, you gotta got, make him eat his words. What will be the ideal meal, dude? I guess. Uh, dude, not we mentioned this earlier, but I want to. I want to have like a big lobster. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get yeah. you the biggest lobster I can find. Yeah, we'll, co- we'll cook it out here. Something like a big seafood meal. You know what? When that happens, Lorenzo, please send me pictures. And I'm going to say, you remember this podcast, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Hell I yeah. love it. Yo, bro, that, that's great. Yo, I, me, I, I'm a driving fan. I'm a first-person shooter, even though I suck. Throw me on some Mortal Kombat, some Street Fighter. I have some fun. Don't make me be Blanco because I'll just cheese you the whole time, and then you would never be my friend again. Oh man, that's the truth. I, I would just corner you and electrocute you for the whole round. That's why uh, I can't play video games with my brother yeah. anymore. He just got too good. Oh no, no. Uh, let me tell you, my wife almost divorced me because I did that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "You motherfucker, you better fight fair, or I'm out." <laughs> yeah, me, me, and, and my and then, girlfriend got into a fight because I kept beating her at Mario Kart on the DS. Oh no! My, you know what? I, I always used to talk shit. And I was beating the crap out of my daughter and my wife, and my daughter finally got better. And there came the day that finally, finally, I got Yoda. You know what I mean? She, she yeah. fucking taught me. Like, oh shit, yo! Now, now, ever since that win, she really doesn't want to play me because she knows I've been practicing. Yeah, <laughs> that, that so, was with me and my brother. Except my brother just kept getting better, and now. I can't play Smash Bros. with him unless it's oh. been, like, at least three months since he's played. Please tell me you guys were fans of N64 and the WCW versus NWO. That was one of the most fun games ever. That was a little... I think we're a little too young for that uh, one, but gee, I know what you're talking bro. about. Gee, thanks. Folks, it says it all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> how they're trying to make me feel horrible. Honestly, it, our parents... My parents were also very conservative about getting us video games, so... 
we if they had let us get it when we were like actually kids, we probably would have, but we didn't really start playing video games like that. Until but you know what? You didn't have a blockbuster because that's where I got my collection. I would buy used games for ten, fifteen dollars a pop, better than paying fifty, sixty, right? For sure. So I was, yeah, that's where my whole collection built up from. Blockbuster, good old days. I still have them motherfuckers with the sticker on it that says Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, that's hype. <laughs> yeah, man, good stuff. So, talk. What do we else? What else do we have in the future for you guys, bro? I, I, I want to know, man. You guys seem to be like really fun, really on point. You know, really on edge. This movie, uh, you got to tell people where they could watch it. But of course, like, what else you got going on? Well, I think if you follow us on on TV on social media, um, Crazy at Friday is not officially out like publicly yet because we have a YouTube page where and on our website we have um, Surprise Inspection and Remember the Lobster. But um, right now, uh, Crazy at Friday is being shown at um, numerous film festivals. Um, there's, there's a couple that it's being uh, shown at for sure. You can find out what those are. Cause I'm not going to go through all of them here. You could follow. But have you at- guys submitted to geek fest film fest? Geek fest film fest. I would add Lorenzo's the one who does all that logistical stuff. No, you haven't. You got to tell me more out. Oh my God. Bill Ostroff. It's an amazing, uh, film fest. What they do is actually travel, uh, via comic book conventions and showcase films. Mm. So and people get to vote on the top film. So, I mean, you could travel the circuit and conventions with them at Geek Fest Film Fest. So, I highly recommend it. Not because they're just friends of ours, but you know, Bill really has a good heart when it comes to independent filmmakers. It's really what he believes in, and and I'm with him on it because, like, I like I believe in independent comic book makers. Is how he believes in independent filmmakers. You know. Mm, yeah, sure. so I think you guys should really check out the Geek Fest Film Fest. You have a great time. Uh, I was recently with him at MegaCon here in Orlando, and we had a showing on a Friday night. We had a great amount of people show up and check out all the films, you know, for that one hour. You know, I think no, they gave one hour or two hour segment on that uh, first day mm. you know, oh, at, at, at the convention, which is nice. Uh, yeah, and we saw the room, beautiful room that fit up to about 200 people, a great big screen. And good equipment. So, you know, check them out, man. It's a way to your film to even get further notice through the comic book scene. Mm, and that was my other question. Is like, do you guys do any touring on conventions? And if so, where can we see you? We, we've traveled a bit for other film festivals, but we haven't traveled as much as we'd like. A lot of this, our film's releases have just been in like the New York uh, metropolitan area so far. And okay. it was, for outside of that, they've mostly been online because of the pandemic. Like we had that one in the UK. Yeah, it is, it is hard to travel, admittedly, with the pandemic. So how have you dealt with that as filmmakers? How did you, why was, was there any learning curve that you could share with, with our viewers about that learning curve in COVID, uh, you know, being filmmakers and having a, you know, push a project. I think most of it's just been online. Um, you know, obviously if you know, for example, like talking to you, we would not necessarily have known about geek fest. Otherwise, uh, okay. you know, you know, I have, a a friend who knew someone that was doing a film festival in California. And so we submitted it there. You know, you submit to all the big ones, but also really look for places where that look are local. for the indie man. Look for those indie joints. And again, a uh, geek fest is not even just indie. It's national. Right. So, and and they even also, they went international because they, oh? they do all the fan expo events, which means you're also oh, in hype. Canada. That's awesome. 
Yeah, like and and that's definitely a way to go. I also think in terms of like if you can't travel too much, there's usually stuff that you can find locally. Um, and maybe, you know, if you're not in New York City, for sure. But if you don't live in New York City, um, if like wherever your nearest city is, they most likely have, you know, festivals there where you can submit and likely get into because they're more likely to support local filmmakers. And that's probably one thing that's helped us a lot just by virtue, virtue of being in a place where there are a lot of film festivals like across the five boroughs. We were able to submit to a lot of places nice. that were just like, you know, a train or a bus uh, right away. But even more than just uh, that's with regards to festivals beyond where you are. I think that having a strong social media presence is now more important than ever with um, that's like your that's your front of shop when you're trying to meet other people um, through the fests. And so, um, yeah, like just as important to our productions, I would say, is our actual social media presence. Like, yeah, I agree. We would um, we would not probably have made this production company if we didn't have uh, the Benedict.tv domain name and the Benedict.tv um, username on Instagram, because those are the places through which we direct all people to like this is how you both see our old content, but also um, stay up to date on our new stuff, which is coming out. So, yeah. Do you also do work for hires? If somebody wants you to do a project, uh, are you guys open to those sorts of projects, or is everything just internal, internally based and you're working on what you're working on? Absolutely. We're uh, currently eyeing uh, the possibility of doing other forms of content beyond just like the short film circuit. Wonderful. Yeah, we're, we, we, we want to do things including music videos, some Ooh. branded content stuff that leans uh, more comedy based. Um, we think that when you have somebody like this who looks too much like Seth Rogen and Nick, Nick Cole, you can't. You can't <laughs> bro, you gotta, you, if he makes that beard just a little bit thicker, bro, yeah, you got another clone right there. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I also think that, like, it go, just going off of that, it's really important to, like, be open to new ideas and things like that. Like, if, uh, you know, someone has an idea for something, we definitely flesh it out. Like I have a friend who um, wanted, you know, he has his own thing. He does like commercials and stuff like cinematography for it, but he also wants to do, you know, like a, a, a sketch or like a short film or something like that. And to, so to Zach's yeah. point, more than just uh, working with other people for hire, we're also open to work with other people as collaborators with regards right. to the more like we, 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 we have a trundle wheel of embarrassing situations to put the character Frank through. And that's always going to be the wheel of stuff we want to make stories on. But obviously, if other people like have something interesting that they want to see Zach uh, subjected to, then sure, like why not? You know. And you know, there there might even come because we've had Lorenzo play very small roles in our films thus far. But definitely getting Lorenzo more involved with certain things because, like for example, um, with. Uh, Crazy Hat Friday, Lorenzo was primarily um, the cinematographer and, you know, of course the writer, but he really, most of his work was spent like really shooting and editing um, after the fact. We have another um, uh, short film in the works that's just about finished that we should have um, coming out in the next month or so, or at least submitting to festivals and such, um, where Lorenzo wasn't uh, the cinematographer. We actually had our other uh, film partner, uh, Noah, Noah Goodman do the um, writing and directing. And right. so Lorenzo took more of a backseat role and still provided input, but he was also um, an actor. In, he had played a small role in that film. And I think that really speaks to like, 
Lorenzo's ability specifically as a creative because he's able to like step into all of these different things. Um, and I definitely try and use that as inspiration for when I try and contribute to like writing or even directing or, you know, looking at different types of cinematography. So I feel like that gives us a lot of versatility when it comes to collaborating with others or making projects, because we're kind of like, if you have a good idea or if you want to make something that you think is good and you think that we can help with that, we'll do it in like any capacity. Cause you know, we're always willing to like learn and try new things and get out of our comfort zone in order to, you know, make something that we're proud of. Excellent. I love that. That's, that's the right energy to have the right attitude to have. That's what I'm digging. This is a fellow New Yorkers. I feel you fellow Brooklynites, son. I love to see this entrepreneurs, people that are passionate about what they're into. This is key. Like I love what I do and I see the energy you have. You guys got like an amazing aura behind you guys. So I, I see nothing but success for you guys. So for real, y'all hungry and, and I'm digging it. And I Thank can't you, wait bro. to hopefully, listen, when I go visit mama back in Brooklyn, I'm going to make sure to hit you guys up and maybe go hit a lounge up in East Williamsburg and have a brew too. Yes, sir. If that's your, if that's your thing, I'm not going to assume you drink beer. <laughs> I but, think- but we all eat pizza, yes? Look, we, we'll we'll smoke a bit of weed. We'll drink a bit. We'll hey! do some pizza. No worries, man. Listen, <laughs> it, it's legal here, man. It's all you good. We're I'm consumers a- of all kinds of content, Al. <laughs> it, 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 wonderful. And just to prove my point, I want to take it to that pizzeria where the dude's gonna wind up talking like Luigi, and you're gonna look at me and say I was not lying. All <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah, just just to say that I wasn't crazy. I was not drunk. How many slices you want? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Bro. I was like, yo, homie bugging. Stop fucking with me. Let me get the lasagna slice. Watch, we're going to walk in and it'll just be like, hey guys, what are you getting, pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so is there any place we're going to see you lately, live, in person? Uh, we have a couple of festivals in Philadelphia coming up, actually. This weekend right. on the on the 3rd, we're showing a short called Surprise Inspection, which is it's about three minutes long, and it's uh, it's the opener to a feature film there. And then I think we're going to be back in Philly for First Glance Film Festival in a oh, couple first of weeks. First Glance, nice. Yeah. Also, uh, Sludge Rudder. Yeah, and then those are those are two in Philly, and then we have two uh, coming up in uh, New York. One is in Bushwick at this place called Sludge Rudder uh, for their... Uh, where, where, where in Bushwick, bro? Because, damn, man, I lived in Bushwick for so many years. I first lived on Jefferson. Um... And what was mm-hmm. the other avenue I lived on? Jesus Christ. I forgot now. Cent- no, it wasn't Central. It's right off of Jefferson. It's but right yeah. we're right off of Flushing Ave. I don't know how many blocks away from Maria Hernandez, but it's between Maria Hernandez and Flushing, I remember. Oh, so, well, nice. Okay, cool. So that's one. And then later uh, we have the New York City Short Comedy Film Festival where we're showing uh, Crazy Hat Friday again. So... We have the four festivals coming up in the next uh, next month. Keep them busy, man. That's wonderful. So I'm excited all- for Sludge Rudder specifically. Sludge Rudder. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Caleb and Nick, two uh, really funny people that also make uh, sketches and things like that. Uh, right. I would also I'll, I'll plug the shit out of that any day, man. I watch their stuff like every time <laughs> you put something out, I'll watch it three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the- love it. The best place out to just keep up with all of this because there are a lot of moving pieces is just benedict.tv. That's uh, that's both our Instagram username and our website. So yes, um, those are the best places to stay abreast of all. Yes, of them. indeed. 
I love it. I love it, man. Any last words you want to leave creators with that are on your very same journey? Any lessons you've learned that you want to share? Uh, I, I guess I would add, make sure you have fun while doing it because it's easy to sometimes get, uh, you know, wound up and preoccupied with making the best product. But in order to for this to be a sustainable thing, because oftentimes with creators, this is not our day job or the first thing we do to make money. Um, the way to actually have that uh, sustainable motivation is to make sure you're having fun throughout. So, yeah, I would I would also say as like the other side of that coin to always be pushing yourself like, you know, Lorenzo and I may not agree on 100 percent of everything. But if we agree on like 75 percent and then we can, you know, really hash out that 25 percent, you can end up creating through that something that neither of you would have expected where it's like greater than the sum of its parts. I just love be like, always Whoa. be self-aware and understand, like really understand what your own flaws are and have, and try to be around people that can complement those flaws or push you out of your comfort zone or be willing, be willing to like call you out on your bullshit. And, you know, because like we all got bullshit that that prevents us from being the oh, best yeah. being. So listen, you know, when, when you have good people, people, when you have good people that can't call you out on that bullshit, that's a friend. Exactly. So like if I'm, you know, if you know, if I'm, you know, need to go somewhere that I'm not comfortable doing, Lorenzo will push me to do that. Or if Lorenzo's doing something that's like out of pocket, I'll like pull him back. You know, it's like a synergy that happens between the both yeah. of us and with um our, with our partner Noah where you know, we're all helping just kind of we're dragging each other towards success, kicking and screaming the whole way. But it's, yeah, it's really, it's fun. It's that's, fun that's, to do it. that's my boy, Johnny Hughes, the machine. When he sees me act up a little bit, he checks me. He's like, yo, what you doing? <laughs> you know? and, and just to have that check, I, I need that because yeah, this is my baby, but this is also our baby when it comes to my team, because it's all about us, not me. It's about Comic Crusaders, not Omega. It's about us, you know, trying to main, bring the most positive stuff we can and having fun with it. And you're showing people, like, everybody could enjoy the culture. Why should we argue about anything? If you don't like it, you know what? It's okay. Ignore it. And just talk about what you like. Why, why, why is it so fucking important for people to talk about what they hate? Sometimes I just don't get it. Like, get over it. If you ain't creating, shut the fuck up. At least that's my opinion. I don't know how about how you Yeah, I think that, that like it's important to like, you know, I'm a, I'm a personally a big ascriber to seeing everything before you can critique it. Yeah, Especially absolutely. I know in like the comic book community, you know, cuz it extends so far beyond comic books, right? It you know, like books, TV, movies, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Anything, so anything many, you guys create could be set they're going to be try to compare it to something because this is what people do. But the whole thing is they don't get it. Well, Lorenzo and Yadu is unique. Huh? <laughs> Uncomparable. And this is why I love it. You guys are going to uh, definitely show people what it is. You know, slice of life, fun, comedy, humor. Like I said, I, I was cracking up. I was like, hey, if I was in New York now during COVID, thank God I wasn't. I probably would have been as much as an asshole this guy was most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. It was just a situation. But it still does come out asshole, which is funny and kind of the shows which had me laughing. You know, you guys have that really that that New York sensibility and humor, which uh, which for me, which for me, I really connect with just because I'm from there. So mm. thank you for that. I also want to thank you. Well, you're here, you know, y'all young bucks in this, but y'all three game, you know, three flicks in 
in Turin. So let me start throwing you flowers. Thank you for sharing your creativity. Thank you for thank being you. Thank you. Thank you for having us on, man. It's, it's nah, man. Thank you for being you, though. You know, thank you for sharing. Thank you for creating. Thank you for not being scared. Thank you for willing to take a chance to entertain us. So just remember, fuck all the haters and just always do you. You know, and, uh, you know, a- I- I'm a fan regardless. <laughs> That's very kind of you to say. Thank you, Al. Nah, man. There you go. Benedict.tv, folks. Check out Lorenzo. Check out Zach. Yeah, this is the future of entertainment. These are young homies right here. They're going to, you know, bring. Um, where am I going to see you next? Saturday Night Live or some shit or what? What are we looking for? What, what's the goal, kiddos? Okay, Zach, Zach wants his dreamers to be on Nick Jr. <laughs> yeah, yo, he wants to voice the dog. Blue, no, 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 no. No, here's the thing. He That sounds like a joke, but I my dream is to actually be a voice actor, like, in cartoons and stuff. So, like, if... If I were to be on Nick Jr. in fucking like, you know, or I don't even know if Blaze and the Monster Machines is even on Nick Jr. Or like, you know, fucking Paw Patrol or anything like that. Dude, I'll yeah, do bro. that all day. I all mean, day, man. not for nothing, but that last Paw Patrol has some talent attached to it. Like, God damn, son. Paw Patrol, no joke, son. So, yeah, if you land some shit like that, I get it. I get you. I feel the energy. Again. Zach, all you got to do is just speak it to the world. And we just believe you me, man. The synergies will follow. Just speak it. Say it. Say it out loud. I want to be on this. And it's going to happen, bro. Yo, that shit is real. Words are powerful. I'm not trying to fuck with y'all. There ain't, ain't no magic. I ain't Dr. Strange. I ain't Dr. Mega. You feel me? But it's some truth to, to, to you guys just saying what you want. Speak it. Y'all speaking with me here. So I already see you guys as a success. So thank you, you know. Al. Be careful what you wish for, though. Zach is already very outspoken. I love you. Don't wish you nope. no curses. I love you very much. I'll give you a hug when I see you. I promise. All right. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are awesome, bro. I love talking to my fellow New Yorkers and Brooklyn Knights and creatives like you. So thank you for telling us what was popping. Thank you for sharing your journey. Folks, just let me share it one more time benedict.tv on insta you know underscore lorenzo b all right or zach benedict with a k right there b-e-k benedict all right well that sounds so gangster bro it sounds like a thug you sound like a wrestler like well i I could see you walking to the stage benedict the character like yo I probably got to lift a little more before I do that. These are looking yeah. kind of skinny right now. <laughs> hey, bro, you seen the chance we've gotten lately? They don't have to be big; they just have to be agile. Now I'll be, I'll, I'll be the the manager on the side, like Paul Heyman. I'll just, I'll oh, be like, I, no, I'll have I, the big guy next to yeah. me. I'll be like, yeah, and he'll beat you, and he'll do it in two rounds. He's like, no, I'll do it right in now. one round. And just like talking him up big, it's like, oh shit, you better fucking kick his ass, otherwise I'm dead. Like that's me. I see you more as a Jimmy Hart, like a mouth of the north, not the mouth of the south. Mouth of the north. <laughs> Let's do it, bro. Lorenzo, Zach, you guys have been awesome guests. Thank you for hanging out with me, talking about what y'all do, your craft, your, your movies. You know, you heard them, folks. Do it on rewind. All right, I ain't gonna replay that. Talk about where they're gonna be at, so you can check out the amazing films that they're working on. He's a very talented individual. Show some love. That's New York Independent right here. Brooklyn in the building. And I love it. So with that, I'm Omega. Lorenzo, Zach, God bless you guys on your journey. Thank you for hanging out. Folks, Outro says it all. Hasta la próxima. Much love.
Thank you for listening to the Karma Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit KarmaCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Karma Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.